How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got 20th century American actress Marilyn Monroe and legendary British monarch King Arthur. It was a fascinating talk. Uh, if you like the performers, you can check out Marilyn Monroe on Instagram at either at Edible Freaks or at Weird Wellness, and you can check out King Arthur at uh, at Hey It's Aaron Gold on Instagram and Twitter, and the podcast Don't Mind If I Don't, where this guy Aaron Gold tries things that other people like, but he doesn't, and it's super fun. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Jared Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Whole lot of videos are coming out. The, the, the first two are already online, and uh, they will be everywhere. They're on Facebook, they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, so go find them. They're super fun. They're going to be every Tuesday, and uh, lots of new show dates also on the website. Of course, you can buy my book, Kelly and Conway Technique. You can check out the freshest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn, and you can hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy King Arthur and actress Marilyn Monroe only on Famous Dead People. Famous dead people. It's time. Famous dead people. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. people you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous stories stuck in the head. Famous My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American actress, model, and singer famous for playing comic blonde bombshells in films such as How to Marry a Millionaire, Some Like It Hot, and the seven-year itch Marilyn Monroe. Oh, me? And the legendary British leader who led the defense of Britain against the Saxon invaders in the late 5th century, King Arthur. I'm sorry. Uh, Your Highness, Ms. Monroe, thank you for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, it's, my gosh. I'm sorry oh. to be a bird. Oh, it's okay. Wow. It's okay. Let's uh, oh. let's start with you, uh, Ms. Monroe, if you don't mind. Oh, me? Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, so, wow. That's I'm... actually what you're doing right now at this very moment are you what? okay uh your highness i'm i'm enchanted but also <laughs> i feel so small it's okay listen i mean we're we're here in the presence of an american icon oh, you wow. know you're you're obviously a beautiful woman <laughs> oh, uh oh. and so but let's let's talk about you know your your place in american culture because it seems like what we celebrate as Marilyn Monroe, you are such a staple. It isn't like what you did, like your ambition or your intelligence. It's really no. the it's, it's really the <laughs> sort of, of that. <laughs> what we think of is just this blonde sex pot character that you played in so many of your films. And I wanted to ask you about that a little because it really seems like you sound like that. Like it sounds like this is your voice. Like you're not putting on a character for me now, right? Are you? Well, no, I mean <laughs> Aren't we all characters? I Don't suppose. we all have our masks? I suppose, yeah. Is the... there a mask you're wearing? <laughs> King Arthur, yeah. I'm trying to pull my crown down around my <laughs> eyes so no one can see me. Oh, he's getting smaller and smaller. Listen, oh, whatever you need to do to feel confident, King Arthur, like we can we can get you some sunglasses if you want. Good luck. That... <laughs> I can tell up. you what I do oh, every yeah. morning. So, first, I wake up. Just like this. <gasps> you sound like a summer dream. And then I open my windows, creak, and then I look outside. Wow, such work. And oh, I do a lot of foley now, just because my voice is apparently so unique. Mm. But really, it's not my voice, and more of a medical issue. Oh yes, that's right. Or medical you could issue. Put a microphone phone in front of it and then it's ASMR. Ooh, that's How right. do you know my latest venture? Oh, oh, I was just gonna say. I took a guess. I'm sorry. You would be perfect. Oh, I feel like we could so release this. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm oh, I gotta sorry. Get up and I'm dance. embarrassed. Oh, no. 
Those are the two you just need to calm down. Just a little. Listen, I just we could really release this as an ASMR video. Should I do a little drop? Get a little hot. A what? A drop. What's a drop? A drop. It's where it's a hot track. A tasty little (laughs) sound bite. What you mean something to put like in a teaser or something? Or it's a heat rock. What's can I hear? Just I'm curious now what your drop would be. So go ahead and do a drop for us. Well, I don't have any of my usual ASMR props, Mm -hmm. but I'll just try to use my foley work to fill in the blanks. Okay, and you are a very skilled foley artist, so this will be this will be seamless, I'm sure. Oh, I'm so. Bears. <laughs> You're dripping oh. with talent. Oh, oh, okay. All right, let's get this drop. Hmm. I'm about to eat this pickle. <laughs> Crunch. Why are you laughing? That's going to get a lot of clicks. That is going to do great. Oh, there's pickle in my so was this? It's I know. like I can see it. So we were talking uh, a little bit about you. You mentioned that this was a medical issue, and mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that you're referring to the stutter that you had when you were young. Is that right? Or is there a separate medical issue that you wanted well, to discuss? The stutter is more of an emotional issue. Mm. The medical issue I'm dealing with is that, well, I started to bud very early. As, mm, as a young woman. I see. And the muscle mass that should have gone to my lungs went to my breasts and my wrists. Mm. <laughs> People don't know, but to I... To your wrists. Very curvaceous wrists. Uh, it's never mentioned. That's so yeah, weird. Your wrists I mean, are voluptuous. They really added some that, you know, they called you the queen of cheesecake, and I am seeing it there. The oh, cheesecake Jared, being don't. Not like that you eat cheesecake, but that your skin is soft and voluptuous like cheesecake. And glistening. Yes, <laughs> and glistening. Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> mm. so, uh, so, unfortunately, your lungs are underdeveloped because that muscle went to your wrists and to your breasts. Mm. Yes, mm, my breasts. I see. And my so, wrist. So you're saying that this is like how you would sound, you know, like in earlier in your career before you were started to get these like um uh, these these vampy characters that you would eventually play. You were playing girl next door characters, oh, I right? I loved the vampire characters. No, not you'd vampire. Play. Not vamp. Vamp was like what they used to call like a sex pot, like back in the day. Oh, you know. Oh, gosh. yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> blushing. Can you hear it? Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's some excellent polo work again. I would have cast you as a vampire. I'm sure you would have been a great vampire, Mel- uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, uh, I-, I think I could. Drink something. Mm-hmm. They drink something. Isn't yeah, that right? That's true. So, uh, this is a drop of me drinking blood. <laughs> I'm about to drink some blood. Ooh, oh, that's gross. <laughs> oh, no. Mm, gulp. I think everything except the gross thing is spot on. I don't think any vampires are like, mm, I hate this. Oh, no. Well, I haven't seen a script. So. Okay. No vampires. We'll get you like, that script. Let's be bad. We'll get you that script. Um, so, yeah. So, when you were playing girl next door characters, like, you still had this, this sort of, like, very sexy, breathy way of talking. Is that right? Well, yeah, I guess if you could call it sexy, it's just the way I talk. And okay, so, okay. Yeah, it was really All right. hard for me <laughs> to be cast in things. I tried to play... Um, a pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. and she was eleven, and I was eleven. <laughs> but it just—they just said they were looking for something different. Okay, what were some of the lines that they gave you to try to play this eleven-year-old pastor's daughter? Well, it just so happens I'm off book. A wonderful, very You're professional, as per usual. Classic professional. <laughs> okay, let me just close my eyes and get into Sandra Dean's character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sandra Mm. Dean. Oh, Father, I've just been brushing off the dust of these candlesticks. (laughs) Mm. Oh, I hope that I can get early seat to mass tonight. You know, I think I I I see what the issue was. Let me say a prayer. I think I, I think you're I doing think a great I job. Do too. I think we're going to say the same thing. You're, you'd be out acting Kurt Cameron. Yeah, and you, that's you would have been incredible, of course, but I think that tonally, it just feels like you're not uh, capturing the age and role of the child. It really seems like you're sexing it up a little bit. Unintentionally, I'm sure. 
I mean, I'm just being myself. Jared, she's you know 11 years old. We what is you. wrong with you? We commend you? you for that, for being yourself. We w- I want you to, I want you to own your, own your truth. That's one Marilyn thing, Monroe. my friend, my, my friends, my fans, my family, my doctors, my lawyers, <laughs> everyone has said about me. I am just your regular girl, no heirs, just little old me. That's wonderful. <gasps> that even through success, you were able to maintain a sense of your old self. You're still Marilyn from the block. I toast you my know? own toast. Yeah, there you go. You're uh, so down to earth. Let's go back. Let's go over to uh, King Arthur for just a moment. Oh, why? Uh, so, listen, uh, it seems like you're dealing with some self-esteem issues, but I just want you to assure you, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're very welcome here. We're excited to have you as a guest. Yeah, for now. But no, but here's the thing. is like, it's very difficult to get a handle on what was real and what was fake about your story because there is, you know, uh, records from that era were very sketchy at best and uh, there's no one canonical version of your life events. So I'd like to start where we find... Yeah, th- some most... people don't even know if I existed. That's right, that's right. So oh, how awful. <laughs> so I'd like to start off with what many consider to be the most thorough but still fantastical source about your life, a book called The History of the kings of Britain. So according to this book, your father was a man named Uther, Uther. Uther Pendragon. Yeah. And uh, he tried to name me after him, but then he tripped. Wait, so what do you mean he was trying to He was trying to say Uther, but then he tripped over a log and said Arthur. And so the person writing it down was like, "Nope, you you said it already. I heard, well, I heard at Arthur." That point it was like a happy accident. <laughs> okay, I get that. Uh, so yeah, so your father Uther, he slept with a woman named. Oh. <laughs> Alright, settle down, yeah. Marilyn. Ooh, so uh, I'm sleeping. I woke up <laughs> from a very good dream. That's how you wake up. Just, mm. uh, oh. uh, so, I feel out of my league. So your father slept with a woman named Agerna, mm. uh, who was the wife of his nemesis, a man named Gorlois. Or Gorlois. Do you know how it's pronounced? Gorlois or Gorlois? Gorgolus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dad was pretty hardcore. He was, you know, he was the type to, you know, like, I'm going to steal your woman and I'm going to make you watch. And he wanted me to follow in his footsteps. Interesting. Pretty. So I do want to hear more about that. You're sweating a lot. Because I want to know. Dad. It's, it's, he was a very domineering man. I mean, I'm sure a lot of monarchs of the age, they, they needed to be a little strong. They needed to be a little dominant in that way. Um, that sounds like toxic masculinity, Jared. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we're past those uh, those days, of course. I mean, I'm Are sure we? that I'm sure you well further along than in the fifth century, of course. Um, I'm gonna be honest, Jared. They're very similar times. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. We well, were talking before we came in. We ran into each other at a coffee shop, oh. and I was remarking about how we really are two peas in a pod. How you and King Arthur are two mm-hmm. peas in a pod? She said that. I was pretty sure she was talking to me, but I didn't feel comfortable making eye contact so I wasn't sure. He didn't respond to me the whole time. <laughs> so it's just you were doing a monologue at him, Marilyn Monroe? Mm-hmm. I see. It was like- at the creamers. <laughs> mm. Jesus. This is this is internet radio. This is podcast. So we're allowed to talk about anything, but I feel like we're going to have to put some kind of non- rating on this episode. Dairy for how- creamers. It was almond creamer. <laughs> for how sexy it is. Creamer. Jared, are so we allowed to swear on here? We are allowed to swear on here. Yeah. Oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> oh. Watch your mouth, King Arthur. I'm sorry. So he slept with the wife of his nemesis. That's how you're conceived, of mm-hmm. course. So your mom was... The wife of your dad's enemy, Gorlois. I was basically a baby version of a diss. Like (laughs) I was, I I was made to show him who was boss. So you're just like a a living room, a living burn. Yeah. Okay. That's a great way of, you know, describing my existence because a lot of the times it's painful. I see. Well, let's 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 get into it a little bit. So, did your father ever discuss? That the situations of your birth, like, did you grow up with um, your mother, Igerna, was Gorlois around, Gorlis or whatever his name was? Gargogles. Gargogles. 
he was. I, I don't see how you pronounce it that way with those it, letters, but French. Mm, it's it old, sounds French. It's old French English. Old mm. French English. Fringlish. Oh. <laughs> For a second you. there, my heartbeat. So how? So what kind of information did your dad relay to you? And what was your early life like? Were the, all of you living together? Like, what was that like? Well, it was very much, um, uh, hey, stupid, and that's how I'd wake up, and something mm. thrown at my Ooh. head, and then I'd be dragged from the bed and shown, hey, this is how you king. And <laughs> this then is I, how you king. This is how you king. And that was most mornings and days and evenings, and okay. I wasn't allowed to talk very Can I much. ask what you eat for breakfast? Because... I just think breakfast is so important. It's and the most I just, important meal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've read my book. <laughs> you wrote that book? Oh, yes. It's called, Oh, Wow, Breakfast, semicolon. <laughs> it's the most important meal of the day. Wow. I sure hope that wow is in there. Mm-hmm. It's but a yeah. very evocative title. To answer your question, gruel. <laughs> oh, the gruel Ooh, is what you ate for breakfast? Most cold of the time. Or hot? Oh, we couldn't afford a heat. Mm, a heat. The son of the king Just couldn't one afford heat? a heat. Well, that's what he said to me. He seemed to have many a roasted turkey, but I didn't get any. I was just a little bad kid. So was your mom around? Was she still with Gorgulus or whatever his name was? Gargulus! <laughs> Gargul- it's clearly Gargulus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's so just frustrating. Because this Ooh. is the thing with old French English, as we've established, is that it, the, the letters don't exactly translate they to how we know. Yeah, Every exactly. Time you read the name, they move around to a new place. Oh yeah, that's part of the old tradition of old French English. Yes, Isn't that it's right? a tricky language. <laughs> it is a that's tricky language. how we were able to mm. defeat the Saxons so, yeah. by outsmarting them. Were they around? Were they in the same castle as you? Did you know who your mother was? What I was knew that? who my mother was, mm. but then she kind of like just did her thing and was mm. decapitated by dad. Oh. You know, it was a very much Henry wow. the. Oh, boy. And Gorgulus? What happened to him? Gorgulus left town very shortly after out of shame because he had been put in his place by me, the shame baby. Yeah, every time you're around, he's just a, a, you know, proof that he had been cucked. And so I got to get out of here. Okay. A lot of cucking. Did your father make you say things to Gargulus? He tried to get me to say, look at you, you weak little man. And all I could say (laughs) was, please take me with you. I wouldn't be here if you weren't so much of a beta, Gargulus. I would have been okay not existing. (laughs) If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 5th century British monarch King Arthur. Oh, why? And 20th century American actress and singer Marilyn Monroe. Oh, wow. Uh, let's go back to over to Marilyn Monroe for just a moment. So, oh, me? Yeah, let's oh, talk, no. Let's talk I'm about... shy. Oh, please. <laughs> that is obvious. I'm literally shrinking at I'm attention. I'm hiding behind my silk scarf. You're a real shrinking mm. violet. It's taken forever to coax you out onto the microphone. Mm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your early life. Uh, okay. You know, it was a little bit of a struggle, I read. You were born mm-hmm. in Los Angeles in 1926. Mm-hmm. You basically grew up in foster care your whole life. You bounced around to various orphanages and foster families. And then when you're 16 years old, in order to avoid going back into state care, you decide to marry a factory worker named Jim Doherty. Is that right? Oh, yes. Jim and I were married in the back of a gas station. It was a humble in wedding. the back of a gas station? In the back. Wait, did they do weddings? They gave at- you the whole back of it? <laughs> the whole back. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing that gas stations did. I didn't know that they did ceremonies like that. Well, I knew a guy. Mm, I see. They won't do it at an Exxon, but maybe at a certain sitgo. Maybe sitgos will? Okay. Some of them. Uh, so I want to read you a quote about... Oh, yes, I love reading. I love books. <laughs> so, well, before we get to what you said about your marriage, I wanted to know, like, so it seems like you really were just using this marriage as a means to an end. Like, how well did you know Jim? Before you guys got married, were you, were you, it says that you were neighbors in the Wikipedia, but did you guys have any relationship before? Well. How did this arrangement come to pass? We were on a putt-putt team. Are you familiar with putt-putt? This is a mini golf. Is that what you're referring to? (laughs) Putt-putt. It's strictly, mini golf is 
a completely different thing. Not okay. So what's not putt-putt, something then? I would associate myself with? Putt okay. putt is more leisurely. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between putt putt and mini golf? Mini golf is more of a white knuckle thrill ride. <laughs> putt putt's more of like a, a, a we're catching a wave on a cloud. Mm, okay. All right. I don't think I'm catching on. Uh, so yeah. So you guys were on a putt putt team together, you and Jim. Mm-hmm. Did okay. you fall in love, or was it a marriage of convenience? <laughs> Hmm, I would say it was a, a marriage of conviction. Conviction. What does that mean exactly? You were you were intent on getting away from the orphanage or you were um uh, you were you were striving for your own individuality for freedom. What does that mean exactly? Well, you know how I was talking about how I wake up? Mm, yes. Well, yes. I get advice from my dreams. Ooh, okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and what happens is, well, I think you all know this by now, but my real name is a Marilyn Monroe. It was Norma Jean, is that right? No, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had something in my throat. That's all right. Take your time. I know recounting the past can be difficult. So you were saying, obviously, Marilyn it Monroe was, was your... Norm... Norma Jern. Norma Jern. <laughs> Norma. 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 Jern. Jern. Jerns. Norm. Why did you Norma pluralize it? Jern. Just me. One old Norma Jern. Norma Jern. Okay, so you said that you're getting advice from your dream. So I get advice mm-hmm. from, well, the character Marilyn Monroe. Who lives in your dreams? Who lives in my dreams. Interesting. Okay. And so I was sleeping one night in my tiny little cot filled with that. Mm, those wood chips you have for guinea pigs? Mm. It wasn't very comfortable. I know them well. It wasn't a lush upbringing, of course. You know, no. you had to make do with what you had. I slept on a a, a, a tiny bindle of sticks. Mm. That was my pillow. That must look very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, so in your dream, I, the character of Marilyn comes to you. Mm-hmm. It was just little old me, Norma Jern, <laughs> sleeping on her <laughs> bundle of sticks and guinea pig wood shavings. And this beautiful woman in all white comes wafting down a big, big staircase and and i'm at the bottom and she says to me norma jern norma jern norma jern <laughs> she really wanted to she was make trying sure to you, get your attention you knew who she was talking to i have sort of a flighty attention span mm. so i think i didn't really focus till that third norma jern mm, okay so i said what who are you and she said, oh, me? Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's me, Marilyn Monroe. And I have to tell you something, Norma Jern. If you ever want to see me ever again, you got to marry the first chair on the putt-putt team. Mm, and so that it was, was basically a-, a ransom note. <laughs> kind of, without the letters and such. So, and Jim was the first chair on the uh, on the putt-putt team? I had never even spoken a word to Jim. Ooh. So I walked all the way up to the first chair. I was the 36th chair. Mm. That's a long way away. Not very good at putt-putt. So, and you know my breathing, my lungs. So I walked and I walked and I walked and I walked some Okay, more. okay, we got it. <laughs> we can just... I haven't followed yet. Pick and up the story. I fell asleep for a little bit. I was <laughs> so tired walking. And then when I woke up, I walked some more. And then you get to and gym. Then I... And then you get, and then you arrive. Please don't jump ahead. <laughs> you arrive to I'm gym. on the edge of my seat. Oh, be careful. You're going to fall. Oh, if only. So I get to Jim and I say, Jim? And he said, yes. And I said, Jim? And he said, uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, Jim, it's me, the 36th chair in the putt-putts team, Nerma Jern. And he said, stop right there. Ooh. And he put his finger up in the air and he started waving it. My said, heart is pounding. Stop, 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 stop it. And then he picked me up by my shoulders and shook me and said, <laughs> and said, I know you. You'll never know me, but I know you. 
so romantic. What a weird thing to happen. Does that, did did you take that to mean that you were now engaged? Is that what that meant back then? Absolutely. It was right as rain, clear as day, engaged. Oh, wow. So did everybody then like applaud? Like if you see a proposal today, then people applaud generally. No, no one applauded. Everyone wept. Oh, wow. Every single chair that was left on the pup-pup team. You could do the math. Mm-hmm. There was two of us, and I was the 36th chair. <laughs> so well, 34 people. At yes. least we don't know if there are more chairs. There might have been people behind Marilyn. There That's were right. more people behind me, but they all left. Gotcha. Now, I want to read you, before we move on, I want to read you a quick quote about your marriage. Quote: mm-hmm. This is what you said about your marriage. My husband and I hardly spoke to each other. We had nothing to say. I was dying of boredom. Do you stand by that? So this was really like you guys were just kind of coexisting next to each other, like not really having a relationship, right? Every time I would try to talk to him, he'd just raise that finger in the air and shake it. And I knew, I knew I would never know him just as he said on that day. But But he said, I know you. So every day I would say, hey, Jim, I just wanted you to know. If I was an animal, I'd be a goose. And I'd, you know, come up with different things about me. But each time I tried to finish the fun fact, he'd raise that finger so high and like it. No and one should ever raise their finger to a lovely goose woman. You know, if he was he was nothing but consistent, that guy, Jim. Uh, we got to take a short break very quickly, but let's go over to Teen Arthur right before we go to break. Okay. Uh, so according to the legend, your father dies when you're 15 years old and you become king. Yeah, it was a lot and, of responsibility. I was um, not ready. I'm sure. I'm picking that up. And uh, there's no real mention of this in the book about the myth. Of you becoming king, that you, yeah. you know, you get Excalibur from Lady of the Lake, or yeah. that you, or that you pulled Excalibur from the from the stone. Yeah. This book just says that you inherited the throne from your father, and uh, and you just you just immediately go to war. You start fighting battles like with other with the, the surrounding okay, areas. Okay, Jared. Look, if you want me to leave, I'll leave. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm just trying to get to the to the bottom it of looks your story. Like you're getting what they call hives or. Boils or you re- unsightly yeah. lumps. You're I breaking out eczema. all of your body. <laughs> and I look, the truth of the matter is, like, my story got way exaggerated over like the years. Here's how it was. I promise you, it's not you already. Your excitement level is exceeded where it should be. Wow. Let us be the judge of that, King Arthur. Okay. So go ahead. There was a pond lady. A pond lady. She upkept the pond. She lived near the pond. Her name was Gladys. Was she more of like a peasant woman as opposed to the elegant goddess that we think of as the Lady of the Lake? A lake monger, maybe? (laughs) I think lake monger is the best way to put it because I don't think think most peasants lived in swamp-like habitats. Mm. So she kind of, but that was her thing. Gotcha. And Not a beautiful, angelic presence. I mean, inner beauty exists, Jared. That's true. You yes, really that's need so to clean up your act. True. Ooh, <laughs> that's bad. true. You're I've been, bad. I've been too superficial. You guys are right. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a, uh, what, uh, there's a, what would you call her? A river woman or something? Or Oh, like a lake thing. A, like lake, a lake thing. So how did yeah. this woman come into the story of you becoming King Arthur? So she had a sword and she put it in a rock, you know how. And then when I she, was, she like, oh, yeah. no, I'm gonna need you to slow down and tell me everything about that. Yeah, did she rock. force the the sword into the rock? Because that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah, she what was, was she ext- wearing? She was wearing overalls and she was very Ooh. strong. <laughs> I'm sure she was dirty too, like covered in mud from the lake or. And is that just my imagination? Maybe like some moss. She yeah. was never clean. Never and I clean. can tell you that she loved three things. She loved. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love lists. Mm. Three things that she loved. Can I guess? Is it is mold on there? Mold is one of them. Damp. She's living in a damp place, of course. She loved. She loved mold. Mm-hmm. She loved iron working. Okay. And she loved Chicago. <laughs> That is a deep, Ooh, wow. deep callback there, King Arthur. That it is for the that is for the fans. One, but then it happened. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so yeah, so how does so this woman, old woman with st- unknown strength puts a sword in the stone. Oh, it was known. It was extreme. Understood. And so she, how does this work into your myth there, King She Arthur? makes a bunch of swords and puts them in things like stones or grass or people. And so this was a regular thing for her, then? Yeah, she'd just leave them. She okay. was like an entrepreneur. So? Yeah, it was viral marketing. What does this have to do with how you eventually become King Arthur? So Okay, the big rock that she put it in, mm-hmm. she called uh, this one sword Excabur. Excabur. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then everybody looked at it and they were like, wow, that's your best one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, see, it's like wow. you were there. Okay, and how did this then relate to how you become king? Well, they were talking about how they should all, you know, like try and pull it out of the rock. And then maybe mm-hmm. whoever does that could be a special person. Okay. Maybe like mayor uh, <laughs> or something. And she threatened. She said, "That's where I want it. This is a performance piece. It's. It, I want the the, the sword there so in she, the rock, so okay. she wouldn't let anybody pull at it." Okay. And so, did you did you ever pull on it? Or I fell down a hill. <laughs> I accidentally knocked it loose. So this has nothing to do with how you became king. This is just a story about a sword and a rock that stayed there. Uh, No, I fell down a hill and knocked it loose. And then people were like, oh, look, the boy king. He's the chosen one. And I am so sorry. I I am not. Oh, so you did get the sword out of the stone. It was happenstance and fiddly dicks. That's still impressive. We have got to go to break, guys. But I just want to clarify something. So... You would have been king anyways. I was king at that your, point. Because your dad died. But now yeah. you were like extra king or I, something? I, I was king and mayor as well as <laughs> I was I was king. lead. I was head boy. King head and boy. mayor. Wow. So we've got to take a short break. We'll be right back with Marilyn Monroe and King Mayor Arthur on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are the legendary British leader who led the defense of Britain against the Saxon invaders in the 5th century, King Arthur, and 20th century American actress, model, and singer, famous for films such as How to Marry a Millionaire, Some Like It Hot, and the seven-year itch, Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Wow. Or Nermajern. Oh, wow. Right? That's that was your original Nermajern. name? Nermajern. Nermajern. Let's uh let's go back over to Marilyn Monroe for just a moment. So oh, uh you're married to Jim for about two years. Uh, he gets deployed to fight in the Pacific Theater in World War II. He had to fight in a theater? Yeah, well, that's what they called, like, the there was, like, the Pacific Theater and the Europe Theater. No, for- he went to do, um, uh, like, play fighting. Wait, what? <laughs> like, for theater? Wait, so he wasn't drafted into the war. He just got a no. job doing theater, <laughs> doing theater fights mm-hmm. in the Pacific. But every time I said, Jim... Well, when are you going to rehearsal? And he goes, no, I'm being, I'm drafted to rehearsal. Mm. And I would say, oh, okay. Mm." Okay. Jared, you're not an actor, but the theater is very often like a war zone. Mm, Interesting. I mean, I did, I do have a background in theater. Oh, do you? A lot of theater growing up. Could we do a scene together? But you mean like right now? Yeah. What kind of scene did you want to do? Mm, I have a script right here. (laughs) Oh, here, I'll pass it out and I can read the 
the directions. Yeah, you'll, yeah, okay. All right, well, let's make this quick because I have some questions that I want to get to. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, this is a one minute long play that I wrote. One minute long play about okay. um uh, a small town. Um, with a storm coming. Ooh, okay. Small time with a storm coming. Uh, so I'll just uh, read these lines here. Then. Yes. So you'll be playing. Um, you'll be playing Father Lockwood. Father Lockwood. Mm, right. Gotcha. And I'll be playing the storm. <laughs> Ooh, this conceptual piece. I like that. Okay, and this is where the storm meets Father Lockwood. Okay. Okay. So I'll just go right. As read. Father Lockwood is closing the church for the day, he then exits and turns around, and who should he meet but the storm? Oh man. It's really coming down. Wind, wind, <laughs> wind, rain, rain, wind. It's me, a storm. Oh man, it is windy and stormy. I gotta. Uh, I'm so glad I have my hat to protect my head from this rain. I'm gonna take your hat, and I'm gonna wear it, and I'm never gonna come back again. Oh my goodness! But I love you, Storm. Their you, chemistry is you palpable. Wrote, you wrote this, right, Marilyn? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I love you, Storm. Father Lockwood, say that thing you said to me the night that you wished I would come blow the whole town away. I gotta say, I'm not crazy about this line that you wrote here, Marilyn, but read I'm, gonna, re- I'm line, gonna read please. it. It, is, it, it, it I, also <laughs> does, you know, say he did shouted, so if oh, you can oh, do yes. it loudly. Mm. Uh, what maybe I, so loud that, like, maybe people <laughs> in adjacent offices heard hear it. What I, I'm, I'm not gonna go that loud. I'll say, uh, I mean, it's in the script. I'm gonna read the, I'll read the line, okay? It is, uh, all right, uh, Storm, what I said to you that night was I want you to put your water and rain all over my body and put your wind in inside me. I feel like I could get a second take out of that, but <laughs> yeah. all right, no, no, no. that's Let's where the on. play ends. Let's so. move on. That's, I mean, that's incredible. I was moved to tears. I'm, I'm so always crying, but I was also moved to tears. People don't talk about how much you were really creating your own work, Marilyn, mm-hmm. and that was a that's a very impressive feat. Uh, so yeah, so your so your your husband he's over in the Pacific doing theater fights, mm-hmm. uh, and while you're working at a factory, you meet a man named David Conover, a photographer who convinces you to quit your factory job and work as a model for him and his friends. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Now reading that in the Wikipedia, and I don't know if you feel the same way, King Arthur. That sounds extremely sketchy. If a, if a dude just shows up to a factory oh, no. and says no, to a girl, a legitimate oh, no. business no. opportunity. So this is how it Quit happened. your job and come model for me and my friends. What? How do you think Natalie Portman got started? Oh, God, that's terrible. Because she got started at like 11, right? That's- she was working was in a pizzeria. when I tried out for that play. <laughs> that's right. That's well, right. I'll just tell you how it happened. Okay. And the context will clear everything up. I can't wait. So... I was working at a soda pop factory. I put the caps oh. on the bottles, you see. Okay. Well, you're so- a cap bottler. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the best. So, okay, please continue, Marilyn. So, Marilyn? Was- Marilyn, no, calm down, Merlin. King Arthur. Is Marilyn here? Marilyn is not is here. Is Marilyn here? Calm down. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Shh. Marilyn. Go ahead, Shh. Marilyn. I'm just going to stroke your, your <laughs> tiny, you've, you've just got a one giant blonde curl. <laughs> <laughs> Almost looked like me if I squint. So, Marilyn, please continue. Okay, so I was putting the caps on the bottles. You just do cap, cap, cap. (laughs) Skip to the end, Marilyn. Jared, please don't interrupt. (laughs) I'm also a storyteller. You're incredible at it. I dropped a cap. And I said, oh, no. And then I went down to pick it up. And when I got there, there was a big white van in the cat bottling factory. <laughs> okay. And I heard a screech slam. <laughs> Excellent Foley work again. Oh, I feel like I'm there. <laughs> I feel like I'm transported and that I should call the police or an ambulance. So a white van shows up and into so the factory. all the doors open. Whoosh. All the doors. All the doors of the factory and the van. <laughs> it was a big wind. Mm-hmm. And they all opened and I was wearing overalls but they weren't really overalls because the pants weren't sewn together so it was really more like a dress but with <laughs> the you know like clips on the front so it was like overalls on top dress on the bottom i did my own seamstressing Ooh, so such i such an industrious woman yeah so i was wearing my dresseralls and <laughs> and then they came and and they said hey you and i said me and they said yes <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like from a fairy tale. Not a detail left on the cutting room floor. Marilyn. Why would you? <laughs> okay, please continue. So it's funny that you say floor, because what happened was... <laughs> See, I told you it was funny. You mm-hmm. said floor. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. So I so, broke a rib. Just then. it's hilarious. The wind blew all the soda pop all over the floor, mm-hmm. and then I took a step forward to greet the men who were coming out of the van, and then I fell. Woo! <laughs> and I fell, and I, um, I I broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> just. Okay, simple. so you break your back. How does this lead to your then modeling for well, David Conover? Well, I stuck a pose. My, my pain, I, I said, oh, no. And I put my fingers on my forehead mm-hmm. and I pushed my lips out. And I and I was sort of holding my hips so they wouldn't float away from my back. Because you had hurt your back. <laughs> Very badly. It's mm-hmm. basic anatomy, Jared. And then David is like, oh, my God, what a great pose. Yes. You look amazing. Yes. And so he just took a bunch of pictures right then and there. <laughs> but um, we talked about that later and how the, cu- the, bl- the lines were kind of blurry on mm. whether I was saying yes or, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Thank you for explaining that. It makes it no less sketchy. And these weren't his friends. They were his cousin. (laughs) (laughs) It was a family affair. Yeah, that that sounds way worse. That sounds way worse. I think family is lovely. Let's go back over to uh, King Arthur for just a moment. And that was exactly, it it was even sketchier than I read in the Wikipedia. Uh, So there are a few records of you uh, fighting some battles. Oh, boy. Uh, You're this warrior king. Uh, and there's a book that uh, lines up with this um, uh, with this this text, an earlier book that sort of lines up with this text where they're talking about all these wars that you uh, that you fought, and it was called the History Britonum, uh, which doesn't have a lot of information about you, but it basically that's lists... not how it's pronounced. It's not how it's pronounced. How is that pronounced? Gargle. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we're speaking old French English. So it lists twelve battles that you fought in, culminating in the Battle of Baden where it is said that you single-handedly killed 960 men. I mean, I'll just, like, let's say that right now. That's a lie. That's a lie. No. Because I I did the math on that, and even if you killed one man a second, it would have taken you 16 minutes to kill 960 men, if you're killing one man a second. Yeah, and 16 minutes, who can stand up that long? I'm going to say it's a lot of killing in a short period of time. That's the time it takes me to fully wake up. (laughs) Oh, What a wonderful sunrise of a person you must be. Do you know where the story then came from that you killed 960 people in one battle? I lied. You made it up, King Arthur? I wanted to impress my dad. Oh, King Arthur. I know he was dead, but I still wanted him to be... Did you go to his grave? (laughs) I did. And you said, Daddy, Daddy, look what I did. I did. And then other people heard me, and then they kept talking about it. Mm, Was it the graveskeeper? He heard you? I mean, probably (laughs) him and that lake lady. There might have been a lot of people around him. Probably a grave monger. Ooh, a grave monger. Lake monger, they're little mongers back then. Oh, it was the only profession. You know a lot about history, Marilyn Monroe. You're very intelligent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's some other mentions about you. A lot of poems, a lot of tales that mention you in the sixth century. They say you were an incredible warrior. Uh, I'm I'm guessing these were lies too. But feel free to correct any of this record that you like. I have you ever seen the movie Gladiator? Where Uh, yes, with uh, Russell Crowe, he poisons the gladiator. Spoiler alert. Oh, no, fight. I haven't seen it. Oh, Spo- no. Spoiler I'm alert. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm no. sorry. I ruined it again. Spoiler alert. something else. At the end of Should Gladiator, the bad guy poisons Russell Crowe, and that's how he wins the last fight. No, you're fine, Should King Arthur. Just stay here. It's okay. Oh, so, he's crying. So, yeah. So, you're saying that you just poisoned a lot of people, and that's how you won, won these battles? I'm saying I had other people poison them for me, I and see. then just say that I did the poisoning, but really, I never got out. You know, that's not the worst thing I've ever heard of a king doing. Oh, no, that's not the worst. Yeah, Why? so I think you're fine. Worse things. I think you're fine. But there was even, there was a poem that said that uh, there was list. They were talking about this other warrior who killed like 300 men, 
And the, the in that poem, it specifically said, quote, but he was no Arthur. Yeah. As if to say that that was like an expression back then. Like, no, somebody his could name be a, was Leonard. He was not an Arthur. Oh, so it was literally just saying his yes. name is not Arthur? Do you not know any old English at all, Jared? Wow, this I, is embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing for me? Yes. I guess, sorry, I guess I could know a little more oh, about history. I'm so embarrassed You're embarrassed for, for you. me. I shudder every time I look in the mirror, and I'm embarrassed for you, Jared. Jared Berenstein. Wow, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'll ever forgive myself, guys. This is a real rough one. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 20th century American actress and singer Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I'm surprised every time. It's me. <laughs> and 5th century British monarch King Arthur. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm sorry. I thought I, I I wasn't expecting that. Uh, so yeah, let's go back over to Marilyn Monroe for just a moment. So one of the things that people don't mention about you enough, I think, is how shrewd you were. Uh, you shrewd really, you really, you really had a real handle on like. Uh, you know, your own publicity and, mm -hmm. you know, you really seemed like you were working the industry. In addition to, to working on your acting skills, you were also, you know, befriending gossip columnists. You would hang out in producers' offices. You did publicity stunts, like wearing scandalous dresses to public events. You told a reporter once that you didn't wear underwear. Uh, are there other stunts besides the ones that I mentioned? Or? Oh, sure. I would rub my elbows raw with all the famous people. And You're hoses. rubbing elbows a lot. Yes. Yeah, hanging out Ooh. with the celebs. Your own elbows? Because, like, Everyone's. I can't. Okay. When you're in a crowded place, King Arthur, sometimes your elbows rub against other elbows. I think that's where the expression comes oh, from. Oh, that's where you, that's how you get diseases. No, <laughs> thank you. You got to mm. wear, that's that's why the knights back in the 6th century had those great uh, shoulder guards mm -hmm. on their armor. That's right. That makes and sense. And that's why smart professors have patches of blood on their elbows. That's right, because they rub elbows a lot, too. Mm. Gotcha. So I would say my favorite stunt that I did, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> it was when I went to a library. Mm. I love books. So I went into the library and I walked really quietly because it's quiet in the library. Of course. My shoe sounded like... Squeak, squeak. Were you doing some more foley squeak, work, Marilyn? Squeak, squeak. I mean, it's yes. blatantly foley work because the she's moving her mouth, but the yep. sounds are of obvious squeaking. Of course. Okay, so you're walking through this so library. I walked and I squeak, walked. Squeak, squeak, squeak. And I walked and I had to take a break, of course, because I get so <laughs> tired. Tiny lungs. Mm -hmm. Preach. They're so small. They're like they're like little little pebbles on a beach. And so <laughs> I I got to the section. Where the cookbooks were. Mm, okay. Oh, they and sound heavy. I don't know if you know this, but I was a pretty good cook. But before I was a good cook, I was a bad cook. Very <laughs> bad cook. I well, that's almost everybody. That's basically no, you're a no, bad cook before you're a good me. cook. It's you, very Maryland. Mm -hmm. You got to learn how to crawl before you can walk. No, you don't. <laughs> okay, it's I true. learned to. Dance before I could walk or speak. Interesting. I learned how to crawl, and then I learned how to shamble, and I and now I'm at. Can walking. I see you shamble? Uh, this is, it's not going to be very good radio because it's a physical thing. Oh, he's on the wall. So yeah, tell us more. That's impressive. He's on the wall. Come down. Come down, King Arthur. Okay. All right. So Marilyn, you were saying you're doing this publicity stunt in a library, so I walked and it's over quiet, and you go to the cookbooks. Yes, and. And what I did, wow, it was it was wild. I'm sure. <laughs> so what I did was I opened a cookbook and I opened my purse and my purse had two pieces of white bread. Ooh, okay. And and in the the purse there was also one jar of miracle whip. In your purse. In my purse. Okay. Yeah, and it wasn't like there was a jar of Miracle Whip in my purse. There was one jar one, of Miracle Whip poured out. <laughs> there was a jar's purse. worth of Miracle Whip in your yes. purse. Yes. Okay. Yes, you've got it was a purse full. Exactly <laughs> that. That's where that expression comes from. A purse full of whip. My Uncle Ken loves a purse full of Miracle Whip on his sandwich. Mm -hmm. I remember so, that from the commercial. Yes, we all do. So... I took my little hand and I made a little scoop and I scooped out some Miracle Whip onto the white bread. Oh boy! Yeah. So I'm you know. Hungry. Okay. So you know the what happened. Well, no, yeah. I'm just I'm just so going from A to B I, here. I put 
<laughs> There's so much dust in here. Oh, I apologize. A chew, a chew. I, need to, I really need to uh, to sweep this place. But anyway, I feel so, like so I'm I, gaining an asthma. Miracle Whip on I the white bread. I put it on the white bread, and I walked up to a cookbook, and I opened it, and I ripped. And you ripped a, a page? page. How, you know what I'm happened. <laughs> you know he knows and he asked I'm me what my favorite to, was. It's I'm just trying to help you connect these these dots. I, I think she doesn't. You, why are you mansplaining her why history? Why are you mansplaining? I apologize. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to usurp my 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 power over you. I'm just trying to get to the end of the story. Wow! Wow! Oh, a woman's talking too long. No, oh, wow. I'm sorry. This I, is uh, rich. Oh wow! Oh wow! So as I was saying, I took. Two pages of the cookbook that had meat on them, like a, a, picture, a picture of, of the meat. meat, yeah. And I put them in the sandwich, and I squished, squished the Miracle Whip and the white bread down really flat. Oh boy! And then you'll never guess. What I'll I never did. guess what you did. So I said, "Everybody, I'm in the library," <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looked. <laughs> I know I would. Everybody looked. And were they and like, said, oh my God, it's Marilyn Monroe. That's exactly what they said. And then mm -hmm. there was one girl who knew me from the factory and she said, Nurma Jern, is that you? <laughs> and I said, shush, shush, Maricel. And so what I did was I took my sandwich and I put it in the cookbook. I closed it inside mm -hmm. the cookbook. And so then that was the day I released my cookbook. Interesting. You were okay. a published and author. I was. Now, was this publicity stunt successful? Was everybody like, you'll never, oh. everyone's talking, well, talking about, about it? talking about it. How do you, yeah, we're talking about it right now. Because I asked you are about we, it. Are, not we because talking, it. are we talking about <laughs> it right now? We're talking about it right <laughs> now. Yeah, we're still talking because about it. Because you told God, us about no, it. Let's stop talking about it. People talk too much about that famous <laughs> sandwich book stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's fair. Okay, so yeah, it sounds like it was a it was a very successful publicity stunt, and everybody bought lots of copies of your book, then, right? Yes. Well, wow! Wow! Incredible! You yeah. were so savvy. It's such industry savvy, Marilyn. No Monroe. one else had done that, believe it or not. I yeah, I can't believe no one else thought of that. It I sounds know. so obvious after you do it. Ugh. You know what I mean? Hindsight is twenty twenty. You know? Let's uh, let's go back over to King Arthur for just a moment. Why? So there are a few stories from some of these epic poems that were written about you that I'd like to get your take on. I I'm pretty sure I know what your opinion is going to be about them, but yeah. I'd still like to get them on the record. Okay. So there's a poem in the book, uh, the Black Book of Car Marthen, uh, recounts an incident where you're trying to get into a fortress during one of your battles. Ooh. And uh, you tell the gate, there's a gatekeeper of a fortress, you're trying to convince him to let you and your army in. Yeah. Uh, which Seriously. seems like an interesting strategy for, for conquering army, just to well, ask to be let in. I didn't want to be rude. You just show up somewhere, you're trying to take it over, what are you going to do? Make a bad first impression? Did you knock? <laughs> Did you knock? I had that? somebody knock for me. My, my knuckles were very weak. The story goes that in trying to convince this gatekeeper to let you in the fortress, you just start telling him about all everybody who's in your army and all the great deeds that you guys have done together. Is that is there truth to that story? Well, I mean, there's truth in the fact that I said those things, but you ever like when you you ever meet like a girlfriend's parents yes. and they're like, So what do you do? And then you just kind of find yourself in a lie and then you yes. keep going. Yeah. See. Marilyn, if I wasn't so completely intimidated by you, I'd want you to be my friend. Oh, that's sweet. Marilyn, oh, that's would you so ever be friends sweet. with someone like King Arthur? Oh, I sure. Thank oh. you for lying. <laughs> You're welcome. So what were some of the things that you were telling this gatekeeper to yeah, try to convince him Tell me the deeds. to go into, the, to, into this fortress? Oh, I told him that like, oh, I got like so many knights that they're like all really buff dudes. <laughs> I got I got a big old table. It's round Ooh, so we can roll that anywhere that mm. like at least five feet wow you got a big round table yeah. you talk about how big and buff your friends are and then i then i was like i i honestly i pulled him aside and i said hey i really need this <laughs> i really need this oh, and I've it was any, was any of this successful <laughs> king arthur did you eventually get let in i mean you're talking about it <laughs> yeah aren't we talking about it yeah, you're, I mean, you're we're talking about it because you 
are talking because you said it. Because you he, can we have an aside? Okay. Yes. Does what he you mean the two of you? I don't know, but I, I, don't, I haven't felt this small <laughs> since I always do. Oh, I apologize wow. if I'm coming off confrontational. I'm just trying to get to the to the facts of your histories. That's what people tune into the show for, guys. What? Okay. Well, like I mean, that's my history. It's all a well, big bunch of lies, except for the fact that Lancelot fucked my wife. <laughs> okay. Calm. Oh, that's the wow. only thing calm, that's true. Calm down. King Arthur. He did, let's and not, I watched let's it. Not put, I, it happened wow. in front of me. Ooh, wow. You're clenching your fists so hard, they're almost shrinking into like little skin-colored raisins. Just and my like, hands hurt from them because my nails are pointy. Just like your mom's husband, Gargamesh. Gargamesh! <laughs> Gargamesh. <laughs> Alright, so there's also a recurring story of you fighting a divine boar. Is that right? Ooh, what the fuck do you think, Jared? are divine. I love <laughs> Boy. What is it? Is it like a heavenly boar? Would it have like magical powers or something? Or it was a good looking boar pig. Good looking boar. It was a teacup pig. Such gotcha. An attractive animal. Wait, it was a teacup pig that you because fought? Because they're angelically beautiful and I murdered one. Oh my God. Jesus, King Arthur. I'm sorry. I, mean, I wanted to be powerful for once in my life and I strangled a teacup this pig. This is a sad side of you. This really, uh, unlike everything else we've seen today. I'm, is, I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I really don't think you should have killed that teacup pig. That's I know. really small of you. King I'm just Arthur. a dumb little cuck. Well, listen, we'll get to the say end. Say it. <laughs> you're, you're a dumb little cuck. Yeah, King Arthur. Oh. Do you want to say it too, Marilyn? Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get room tone. Okay. okay. Get a little room tone. What am I supposed to you say? say call, just, we're calling King Arthur a dumb little call cuck. call me a dumb little You're cuck. You're a dumb little cuck. That's oh going on the YouTube on my ASMR channel. Yeah. Uh, we are quickly running out of time here on Famous Dead People. Um, but let's go back over to Marilyn Monroe for a moment. So oh, I wanted wow. to ask you about uh, one of the most famous scenes from oh. your film history. The oh, yes. subway grate scene mm-hmm. in the seven-year itch where you stand over a subway mm-hmm. grate and the air blows your dress up. Uh, a couple of times. And I didn't know this, but the Wikipedia says that that shoot lasted hours. Seven days. Seven days. The oh. Wikipedia says hours. I guess days could be a collection well, of hours, of course. multiply the hours by seven. And then you have days. That's and back right. then, there was no way to tell when the train was coming, so you just had to chance it. Wait, so that's how you... So you filmed that. There weren't any fans or anything. You were actually filming that just waiting for a subway oh, car to yes. go by? And I got a nasty little infection. <laughs> I'm imagining. I gotta say, because I was watching that scene before I'm the interview. I'm trying to forget. It's gross to think about like all that subway air just like... I'm pretty sure a very small rat got very close to me in a way that I never wanted. So it's like a tiny rat got like blown up your dress when you were doing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that how my miserable. wedding night was described. Jesus, King Arthur. Come on, pull yourself together, man. No, I'm sorry. Jesus. All right, so first question was why it took so long. I'm guessing it's because you guys were just waiting for subway cars. You weren't using any sort of like movie effects or tricks of the trade, that sort of thing. Mm-mm. We made an honest-to-goodness picture film. You guys were doing cinema verite. Verite. Yes. Okay, now... Oh, so you do know old English French. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a little, you know, just what I, what I picked up during my, 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 my semester abroad. Uh, now, was it difficult? Because I, I also read that yes. it, it, it attracted... <laughs> Awful. I also read that it attracted a lot of spectators. Thousands of spectators came to watch you film this scene. Honestly, it's not what you'd think. Mm, okay. You see, everyone imagines a big crowd of, of men going, Oh, Marilyn, you're so beautiful. But that's not what happened. Okay. Well, there were women, too? Well... I'm not sure that she, she was getting at, but okay. please continue, Marilyn. What happened was, there was a field trip to the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> this is in New York. So... There was a big field trip to the Bronx Zoo. Okay. And there were all these children, buses and buses and buses of Thousands children. Thousands of so buses many of children. children. Gotcha. Okay. One bus, two bus, <laughs> three bus, 50 Skip buses. To the of end of Maryland. I will, I, well, don't ruin it. <laughs> oh. I know. I think it adds sort of texture to the story. Wait, so you're saying that the spectators weren't there necessarily to see you? They were just on their way to the Bronx Zoo and they. Yes, it was a. 
happy accident, or should I say sad, because they just were making fun of me. You know how middle schoolers do that thing where they can look at you and just see all your insecurities? And they know exactly they how know to make exactly fun of you. They make fun of They said, <laughs> Nurma Jern, your voice is weird. And you, and I said, how do you know my real name? And they said, don't worry about it, you big rutabaga. And I said, don't tell me my, I'm shaped like a root vegetable. That's rude. Mm. And they just kept on talking about how my eyebrows weren't emotive enough, oh, which wow. is something I've always been really sad about. <laughs> Children are the cruelest. I can see how this was really difficult then for you. And, and you all see, these I'm kids crying, were... but my eyebrows aren't moving an inch. Oh, wow. Yeah, that must have been really rough. I'm sorry that the two of you had such difficult lives, but you know, you had incredible stories also, and unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for oh, this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I, I didn't even get to sing a song. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Maybe maybe we'll put it on as, on the podcast. And I didn't even get to kill myself. We'll do that later too jesus so i'd like to thank my guest king arthur marilyn monroe for joining me in the studio today last question uh do either of anything that you are big fans of that you want to tell people about king arthur anything you want to tell people about yeah i'm into this podcast called don't mind if i don't where okay. this comedian named aaron gold who like sounds a bit jewy <laughs> but you know i guess that's okay nowadays anyway he uh to say that or to be jewish sure mm -hmm. anyway he uh he's funny and he's a good podcast and you can follow him at Hey, it's Aaron Gold on everything. Okay, and uh, Marilyn, anything you want to tell people about? Well, I love cake. <laughs> so I have a really great, great friend of mine nowadays who who makes cakes that are just scary and tasty, and it's called Edible Freaks. So <laughs> at Edible Freaks on Instagram, but then also, you should follow Weird Wellness on Instagram for stuff like pictures and weird videos and crystals and yoga. Awesome. Check all those things out. Check out my website, jarrettbernstein.com. Buy my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. If you're listening to this on the radio, check out the podcast. All the old episodes are on there. YouTube channel. Some fun videos are coming soon. Hit us up at Famous Dead People at ReadyForBrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Ready for Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening. I thought I was back. And we'll see you next week. Bye. This is Jarrett Berenstein. Jarrett's at a good level. I think everybody knows that Jarrett's level's great and everyone's jealous of it because his level's so good 24-7. His level is great all the time. Well, I apparently had a stutter, which is why I talk so... Breathy and slow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> or my lungs are just too small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my poor little lungs. Oh, my, my breasts are heaving, but my lungs mm. are collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a ton of chapstick before this because I just feel like her lips are always like waxy. Mm. <laughs>